0: all right good afternoon everyone this is father michael tischel this is strati papa Giorgio, and we are an imperfect tv show no uh well <laughs> tv
1: podcast <laughs> that's right we're
0: we're we're going we're going uh we're going in a different direction at the moment cue uh, music cue music So yeah, we decided uh, as a little Pascal treat to uh, to do a video podcast this time. Because if looking at our faces is a treat, then you know. <laughs> because be, because yeah, it's just you know it's a gift to you all to be able to uh, <laughs> to uh, send you our faces. So you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> and we're not, um, we're not watching anymore. Yeah. But... <laughs> oh man. And uh, if, it is, uh, if it is in the Paschal season for you, if you're listening to this during Pascha, then we wish you uh, Christ is Risen, Christos Anesti, Christos Voskrese, Christos Anviat, whichever uh, language means the most to you. al come. Kam. come. And uh, if not, then uh, we anticipate the uh, joy of the resurrection together. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, Strati, what are we going to be uh, doing today? What are we going to be talking about?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I
0: have no idea. No. I have no
1: idea. Uh, we're going to talk about Easter. We're going to talk about Pascha uh, or Pascha. Indeed. Um, I've been I've been listening to um, Metropolitan Athanasius of Limassol. He's been doing mm-hmm. since this whole, like, quarantine. And there, it's a lot more strict quarantine. <laughs> um, In Cyprus. Uh, yeah, in Cyprus, yeah. Um, uh, he he does an every day, like I think twice a day, I think, mm. or once or twice a day. He does a um, well. They have a radio cha- a radio uh, channel. The metropolis of of Lemesos Le M- Le M- in Cyprus has a radio show, radio channel and um, radio station. It's <laughs> all right. And uh, and he, the thing is, here we can't edit
0: i know yeah this it's is raw this it's is very raw it's, it's
1: anyway, beautiful it's beautiful i love it's raw. Right. it's imperfect uh, it's as imperfect as it's gonna get um so uh he he does these it's almost like it reminds me a little bit of um which is funny because shows like where i've been living for the last how many years It uh, reminds me of when like u.s was during having uh, the great depression and uh was it roosevelt who would like was it roosevelt I don't remember which president. I'm just going to nod and smile. FDR. Yeah, maybe FDR. I think it was FDR. He'd get on the radio all the time or once a day and like have like a fireside chat or something. Yes. I don't, I don't remember. I just remember something about that. So Yeah.
0: No, that's wonderful.
1: It reminds me of that. And people call in and he talks to them. And it's, it's been quite mm-hmm. spiritually uplifting even for me to listen to. I didn't realize uh, he was doing that. That's people- neat. Yeah, people venting either their frustrations with what's happening. You know, how can they do this to us? How can they not let us go to church? Or people crying, or just people just reading poems they wrote about the situation. It's really good. It's really nice. Yeah, but that is uh, nice. yeah, it is really nice. And he has such a calming voice. Yeah, That's I love his voice. Off.
0: Yeah, it's just so calming. And, and <laughs> it really is. And he's kind of like a big teddy bear. Like he, yeah, the way <laughs> he looks. I mean, he's got. He's yeah, kind of, he's pretty. Yeah, he's he's got he's kind of big boned, but he's a big guy. But yeah, yeah, but just very like. I'm not
1: sure, you know. And, and you know what you know what he says about that? He says, um, and I think it's in one of the books. Uh, he says, uh, or even I've even heard of him, he, he, recordings of him where he goes, "Good thing I'm kind of heavy set this way; nobody will think I'm a you know an ascetic." Yeah, nobody will think I I'm like a holy man or something. Uh-huh that's
0: funny keep, that's, keep from, yeah that's good i like that i think i'm gonna use that <laughs> yeah, should all just
1: become really, really overweight. right yes i thought he's he really really overweight no no he's not he's
0: he's big boned he's big boned.
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah that's beautiful that's a that's a nice it's a nice offering to kind of offer people that
1: yeah he starts it off with like a reading from you know the gospels and then he kind of translates and he reads it in ancient greek the original mm-hmm. and he reads mm-hmm. it then he recites it in modern, mm-hmm. and he kind of explains it, and then that's really nice. minutes, he starts taking calls. It's really good.
0: Yeah, it is really uh, good. Yeah, very pastoral.
1: Very, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, so yeah.
0: So this this is a different Pascha for pretty much every. I mean, for everybody. I don't think I, I can't imagine that anybody has experienced a Pascha like this in their. No
1: one, no one alive.
0: Yeah, and uh, oh. you know, I, you know, a lot has been a lot has been, um, talked about, you know, as far as Pascha is concerned and, you know, here we are kind of adding our own little, our own little thoughts to the mix. Um, and, you know, as we do with all of our podcasts, you know, just kind of making our cross, making the sign of the cross and, and, you know, praying that, that, uh, you know, unworthy and unwise though we are, uh, the Holy Spirit would, you know, give us a word for, for our own benefit, um, and for the benefit of, uh, those listening um you know in in our own small way um and uh you know i think before the podcast we were talking a little bit about how uh there have been instances in the past where people have been confined through you know um you know like the communist regime uh or certainly in, in other uh periods of occupation in the orthodox church and and uh, throughout the world where you know christians and uh you know, people who have celebrated the, the the resurrection of Christ do so from a a place of confinement, and um, you know, we were talking about um, some of these examples of folks in in communist prison camps, even you know, as re, as recent as you know, the last century century, um, who had to experience almost you know the entire liturgical year uh, from the confines of a very difficult you know prison situation, being tortured, being being persecuted in in these tiny little cells, um, and uh, there's a beautiful letter um, that we stumbled across. I, I read it a few years ago. It was posted by uh, Father Stephen Freeman in his blog, Glory to God for All Things, and he's just recently reposted it. And it comes from the um, book by uh, Father Alexander Schmemann's son, Serge Schmemann, uh, about the kind of their the fa- their family history, um, and it's a beautiful book. Um, and in this book, uh, he offers the uh, a letter from one of his uh, distant relatives who actually had been imprisoned under communism, um, probably for religious reasons. It's, I don't know if it's actually clear, but um, he's writing to his uncle, and, uh, and he's writing uh, during the time of Holy Week and Pascha. And uh, the letter is, is fairly long, and we'd certainly encourage our, our listeners to, I think, to um, check out the letter itself. Um, for yourself, uh, but we thought maybe we could summarize a little bit of it, and then just read the last few paragraphs, which relate specifically to, to Pascha, and essentially, you know, what he's doing is he's writing to his uncle, uh, Uncle Grishamchink, uh, probably slaughtered the pronunciation there, but uh, uh, there it is, um, <laughs> thank you, and, um, and he's, uh, he's sort of, he's, he's recalling um, with him uh, their years in, um, in their, uh, their village, city uh, of Um And I have read part of this book by uh, Serge Schmemann. And uh, it's very clear that that village, that family village is, was a, a place of great beauty, of great innocence. It was sort of, you know, it was looked at as, you know, by their whole family as this kind of, um, yeah, almost like, you know, paradise before the coming of of the you know the uh, revolution and the communist regime, and uh, it was and that was deeply connected to their life in the church. Right, the church was at the center of all that. Um, you know, the priest was there; the, they were doing the services, and so there, they, This 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 sort of pure and light-filled memory was was something very special to all of them, and I think that was probably universal uh, to many people. I know there's another. Biography by a really wonderful uh, religious educator who came to the states named Sophia Coulomzin. Uh She was one of the emigres who came through France and then uh, uh, and then ultimately to the states. And she also talks about how her kind of home town and home home uh, estate prior to the revolution had this kind of idyllic, almost like paradisical yeah. feel. And um, and so as he is confined in this prison, in this communist prison, he's writing to his uncle um, and kind of recalling some of these beautiful events, especially surrounding Holy Week and Pascha um, to him. And we won't read the whole thing. As I mentioned, it's a fairly long letter, Um, but uh, it's worth it. It's beautiful. And then um, let's start just just kind of starting with some of the memories of not only um, the church services, but also how you know, the period coincided with the, the coming of springtime and, you know, the melting of the snow, the coming of springtime, and, uh, yeah. and, uh, and how that kind of all happened simultaneously. All right, so shall we read it? hmm I remember I walked out of the Sergeyevskoya church at that time overwhelmed by a mass of feelings and sensations, and my earlier spiritual fog seemed a trifle. Deserving of no attention, in the great images of the Holy Week services, the horror of man's sin and the suffering of the Creator leading to the great triumph of the resurrection, I suddenly discovered that eternal, indestructible beginning, which was also in that temporarily quiet spring, hiding in itself the seed of a total renewal of all that lives. The services continued in their stern, rich order, images replaced images, And when on Holy Saturday, after the singing of Arise, O Lord, the deacon, having changed into a white robe, walked into the center of the church to the burial cloth to read the gospel about the resurrection. It seemed to me that we were all equally shaken, that we all feel and pray as one. In the meantime, spring went on the offensive. When we walked to the Easter matins, the night was humid Heavy clouds covered the sky and walking through the dark alleys of the Linden Park, I imagined a motion in the ground as if innumerable invisible plants were pushing through the earth toward air and light. I don't know if our midnight Easter matins made any impression on you then, speaking to his uncle. For me, there never was and never will be anything better than Easter at Serevskoye, their hometown. We are all too organically tied to Sergeyevskoye, for anything to transcend it, to evoke so much good. This is not blind patriotism, because for all of us, this place was that spiritual cradle in which everything by which of us lives and breathes was born and raised. My dear uncle Grishanchink, as I've been writing to you, the scattered ringing around Moscow has become a mighty festive peal. Processions have begun. The sounds of firecrackers reach us, one church after another, joins the growing din of bells. The wave of sound swells. There, some, somewhere entirely nearby, a small church breaks brightly through the common chord with such a joyous, exultant little voice. Sometimes it seems that the tumult has begun to wane, and suddenly a new wave rushes in with unexpected strength, a, a grand hymn between heaven and earth. I cannot write any more. That which I now hear is too overwhelming. Too good to try to convey in words the incontrovertible sermon of the resurrection. Uh, to, to, to convey in words, the incontrovertible sermon of the resurrection seems to rise from this mighty peal of praise. My dear Uncle Grishanchink, it is so good in my soul that the only way I can express my spirit is to say to you once again, Christ is risen. Yeori. Oh man, so beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful, and you you mentioned before the podcast I think something really interesting, which was um, just that he he talks only of Pasca, he, he nothing about his conditions in in prison. I mean, the entire letter is like that, right? I mean, do you want to say anything yeah. about that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's remarkable is that you know he's in prison. I'm sure he's not in a great place, um, and he's not, He doesn't mention anything about The harshness—I don't think he does. Maybe an inkling. I I don't. You know of the conditions. I mean, he might have in other letters. I I have no idea. But but at least at least in this one, that is all completely overshadowed by the topic, uh, which is Easter—that he's not even properly experiencing. Mm -hmm. And and that's I think the that was the most. I mean, because it's it's not a a deeply theological letter, is it? It's 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 but it's it's like subtly theological yes yeah theological
0: there's a there's a qualitative theology yeah and um continue on yeah yeah there's a there's a qualitative theology um that i think is is permeates the whole thing i mean it's permeated by the the feeling the you know, and when when we say feeling, I think we have to distinguish between again the sense of kind of nostalgia and sentimentalism, which is sort of like surface level feeling, with sort of yeah. this very deep and abiding yeah. um, sense that we feel in our bones, kind of thing. You know, of yeah. the of the joy of Christ's resurrection, and I think that's that's I mean that's ultimately what this feast is all about you know again we don't we, we say we don't this feast is not about a feeling in the, in this kind of fleeting sense like just that that feeling of happiness or like oh you know i got my easter basket and so yeah. that's what pascha is all about you know and, and all those things those are great right but they they come yeah. and go you know the food comes and goes the think, you yeah. know the all the all the kind of all those celebratory things around it but there's something kind of yeah it's, it's
1: it's it's a it's a difficult it's a difficult for us people right um, you know we're 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 we we have such a hard time connecting with the with the spiritual uh it's not, you know in some ways but i think i think ultimately whether you i think i think saint john christstom's uh homily at the end kind of summarizes what of course it does that's why we read <laughs> we're reading it for 1700 years right i'm not going to like quote it i don't even know how to quote it but like Uh, The whole thing I meant, I know like words, like phrases, but, um, you know, I think that even without Pascha, the resurrection is so powerful that even if you haven't struggled, dare I say, Mm -hmm. there is something so profoundly deep about the very event Mm -hmm. that, you know, it, you automatically feel the joy maybe on different levels mm-hmm. without even realizing the deep spiritual joy that you're feeling you're feeling it on some level yeah. i i can't you know i i'm no you know i'm not saint joseph the hesychast you know i, I <laughs> you know and and i definitely have many many passions but but i think i don't think pascha or the resurrection service is is powerful just because we fasted or just because of all that stuff, but there's just something so, I mean, it overshadows Christmas with all the, all its lights and all, all its decorations and all the presents. It's just some sort of deep joy that happens right. during that. Right. And, you know, maybe we, you know, somebody might argue, oh, you're, you're tricking yourselves. You're, you're not eating. So then you get to eat a lot. And actually that makes you sick sometimes. You <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah yeah and no, so all those uh, yeah. all those feelings that he has about easter of past yeah i think we've said this too how like oh you could just chalk it all to being nostalgia you know somebody might say that it's just nostalgia but i don't think it is just nostalgia there is yeah i mean there is nostalgia sure it says that he's remembering something from the past
0: right thinking but of but the but, but yeah n- nostalgia i mean it's i guess to me it, it kind of it, it corresponds to 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 the extent to which all of your previous feelings and sufferings and agonies are like have vanished in in the sense that like nostalgia and sentimentalism. You know, I think there was a, mm-hmm. a psychologist who talked about oh, yeah. sentimentalism as being sort of this like <laughs> it's sort of like this this band aid that we that we kind of put on top of like the deep trauma of our inner agony, you know? And uh yeah. you know it's like it's like yeah, it's like like that warm and fuzzy feeling I have when I watch a Hallmark movie, you know, like right? That that there's something cathartic about that yeah. in a temporary way. Um and that allows me to sort of temporarily escape from my uh you know cares and anxieties and things like that but this this remembrance um and this sort of quote-unquote feeling this presence this presence right is 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 way more abiding and way more um like all encompassing you know it, it's sort of like it 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 comes and abides in you and then simultaneously everything that's been inside of you the entire agony is cast out right and and there's yeah. just the presence of the joy of the peace of the light and um and it's it is it's hard to explain it's hard it's hard to define it's 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 hard to kind of like you can't grasp it you can't possess it um yeah you can't you can't even expect like anticipate it like saying okay it's going to come when I get the lights to, you know, or it's going to, and that's, and, you know, and there's, there's something agonizing about that, but simultaneously and especially for our circumstances this year, I think there's actually something very, very encouraging about that, that it's, that it's not hindered and, and by it, you know, I believe it's the presence of, of the Holy spirit of, of the risen Christ in the Holy spirit um, invisibly with us. Uh, and that the presence of Christ in the Holy Spirit is not hindered by time, by place. Right? I mean, certainly we know and we trust that that the Holy Spirit comes primarily, primarily through the mysteries of the Church, through the sacramental life of the Church, and 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 primarily even in the mysteries through the mystery of mysteries, the Eucharist and the feast, of feasts, Pascha, in the church building. Right where we, we celebrate these things. That's, okay, primarily, we, 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 we accept that, right? But we, we also know that, that if someone is absent for a good cause, right, and, and, and if someone is in between church services or, you know, whatever the case may be, like many of us are, are you know, we're, we're, we're absent for a good cause. We're, we're obeying the directives of, of the medical professionals and of the authorities and of our own church authorities. Um, You know, we could go to extremes and say, well, to heck with them. They're just a bunch of cowards. We need to, you know, but that's an extreme. That's an extreme. And I, I, uh, forgive me, but, you know, I, I believe that um, we need to be careful of extremes. We need to be careful of extremes. And so given, you know, the middle road here, right, the middle path, sort of situation, which is that we're not going to sort of go to an extreme in rebelling to against some sort of directive. Um, we are confined, we are in prison. we are shut out, you know, like we cannot enter in. we cannot do this i mean it's it 's almost as if you know we have been confined by you know like like you know to, again to a lesser extent, but confined in the same way as within you know communist a communist prison right we cannot get out of that situation, so is God limited by this like by the the primary place that's given to the Eucharist and the primary place that's given to the church building and the primary place that's given to Pascha as the feast of feasts is, is the Holy Spirit limited to that?
1: No, of course it isn't.
0: Right. It's not. And, and so, and, and so, you know, um, understanding that God is all powerful, all knowing, um, all compassionate, um, you know, desiring that that all would be saved, um, you, know, you know, what does that say about
1: Pascha for us this year? Yeah, I think, I think one of the, you know, a thing that I've, I've noticed a lot of, I mean, I, I, the, the, the term render unto Caesars what is Caesars that Christ says, is I think is important. Um, no matter what form of authorities, what the system is, you know, they have told us to stay home. hmm Therefore, we should stay home.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And God will take care of us. Just like he did under Soviet Russia, under, under pagan Rome, under, you know, this bit, you know, I mean, I, everybody's situation and the circumstances is different. It's very imperfect. Very mm-hmm. imperfect. Uh, <laughs> That's the name of the game this year, right? That's right. Um, you know, and I... Without criticizing anyone in particular, I'm not even thinking of anyone in particular. Just tell us the name of the person. <laughs> of, <please. laughs> I, you think know, I, just in general, uh, I think people are kind of struggling with that. They're afraid that this is going to be a, a thing that doesn't end. Mm-hmm. This is going, and I and I and then when everybody whenever, whenever someone kind of brings this up, I kind of just try and say, well, let's hope this, you know, you know, stay positive, you know. Let's not assume you know, and let's not worry too much about you know yeah. the the future in this in this you know i mean we're we're relatively comfortable, i mean nobody um I mean most people are and that's relative right, but uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is we need to have patience and prayer and and i you know and and take it in stride um, but as far as like Boca i mean. I think because you know, Bishop Athanas, you know, yeah. has been talking about it, and 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 you know, he's saying, you know, kind of what I'm kind of echoing what he's saying. I'm I'm just listening to him, so I'm sure. yeah. channeling him. And, and you know, he yeah, and he, you know, he he agrees with them. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like that the churches are closed. Um, but you know, we need to. We need to be long-suffering and and just sort of have have obedience and 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 prayer. And I know that that's kind of like a common line mm-hmm. uh, that and we hear it a lot. And and, and sometimes because we when we hear something a lot, it can end up being uh, you hear cliche. it, yeah, yeah, cliche and cliche yep. and easier said than done. Sometimes you might even argue, right. not even just argue, but in practice, sure, it's definitely sometimes easier said than done. And, and I, I just, I've had a, I've had a pretty oddly calm sort of look on this whole thing. Now, granted, I do get to go to the services. Sure. Because I'm live streaming them. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I uh, you know, I'm taking it in stride. I'm not, I'm not panicking. Although I've I've had certain life events that are being probably will be postponed due to it. Like sure. big life events, it'll probably yeah. be postponed to it. And, I, you know, and um, I know we said we wouldn't talk about it, but I figured we sh- we should just kind of, you know, look at the elephant in the room and, and have a conversation with it. Yeah. Um, About this whole thing, you know? About oh yeah. Coronavirus and the, you know, lockdown and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, not that we want this one to go on too long, this, this episode. But I think we just need to think, stay positive. And God, it doesn't matter where we are, we will be taken care of. Right. Uh, You know, even if we're in a Soviet prison or in or in a in a Turkish work camp uh, that that were um, that existed in the during the turn of the the turn of the 20th century in in Turkey or, or wherever we are. Um, we shouldn't, you know, we should, and those are much worse situations than, than, uh, than than just being at home. Yeah. Um, we, we, we just need to remember that God will take care of us, you know, and, 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 um, and of course I say that some people's situation at home might be. Sure. More complicated than other people's situation. Um, in which case, absolutely. You know, there's nothing, no, nothing to belittle there uh what's happening to them but uh as far as the majority of people who are just upset how can we do this echoing exactly what you're saying they're wimps how can they how can the bishops do this how can the bishops want us all to be safe right they want to they want to abide by the regulations by the federal government or by the state government or county or whatever however you know that we're doing this because every state is different right and um and 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 we and we need to have obedience i think that's one of the first things that the 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 fathers of the desert speak of they they speak of obedience being on the level of prayer (laughs) you know you know if you don't have obedience then then you know so um so we need to have obedience i mean i think people have kind of calmed down a little bit yeah a little bit but not
0: yeah and especially as Pascha is approaching it's not that
1: people are you know. They were in that. They were in that call with with uh, with Metropolitan. And that call was today. So. Was, yeah, yeah.
0: And, and it's it's intense. I mean, the emotions are high, right? Because it's like, yeah, of course, we all we all have experienced, to one extent or another, that explosive joy and just oh. fe- festal joy that comes. And and I think I think I think, if I may be so bold and forgive me, because this is a little harsh sounding. But I think we have to be careful not to become idol worshipers. Because I think it's, it's our, our human tendency, myself included, is to take that experience of presence, that joy-filled, peace-filled experience of presence, which, as I said, is, the Holy, is, is Christ in the Holy Spirit, right? Is the presence of the Trinity in the depths of our being, right? To take that. Because it's invisible, because it's it's fleeting, and it's and it's sort of, or or kind of, it's it's very gentle and very kind of delicate. Um, We want to possess it, and we usually try to associate it with a certain object or time or place, and say that I need to go to church at this particular time to get the light in this particular way. We become, we become. Um, sort of compulsively ritualistic. Yeah, ritualistic. Right, in 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 a bad way. Ritual in and of itself is is a beautiful thing. Ritualism, basically. There's a there's a a a theologian in Greece, Thanasi Papa Thanasiou, who talks about how uh, basically, you know, God is free. God is free, right? We worship a God who is completely alive. And completely free. Mm. And the fact that God is free and that God is alive and that God is not just a figment of our imagination or, you know, an idol that we worship or something static and sort of an ideology or something like that. The fact that God is person, that God is a free person and that God is a living person, person beyond any conception of what we understand to be person, um, but subject and not just an object. Yeah. Um, The fact that that is all true means that we have the agonizing and yet beautiful reality of not being able to always anticipate the way that God works. Yeah. God, is not, God is not predictable. And so what we do is in order to cope with God's freedom, okay. right? In order to cope with God's yeah. freedom, we create idols. Yeah. Right? Idols of, if I just check off certain things on my list of going to church, of going to confession, of going to receive communion, all of these things that in and of themselves are important means to an end, right? They can become replacements to make myself feel secure and righteous when, in fact, the only security and righteousness comes when God is present. Yeah. And, and so, yes, there are certain ways in which God is predictable, right? Uh, we, we know and we believe that every time when we come to church for the liturgy and the priest invokes the Holy Spirit asking the bread and wine to be changed into the body and blood, we believe that that happens every single time, right? Um, we believe that when someone is baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit in the service that's been passed down to us, and that's been developed through the the centuries in the in the church that the the the, the catechumen um, enters into and is incorporated into and is cleansed by um, the the water and the spirit uh, and becomes a full member of the body of Christ. All those things, you know, we have these kinds of well trodden paths, right? But but I think it's just important for us to um, acknowledge that. Um, that just because a path is not as well trodden doesn't mean we're not,
1: it's not going to take us to the same destination. Yeah. 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 I think, I think you, you made a really good point. Um, you know, with, with the idol worship, uh, idol worship or, or worshiping the custom, worshiping the, the,
0: the particular sort of,
1: yeah, the particulars. Yeah. The particulars. Mm-hmm. And I mean I think I think to some extent we're all um oh yeah, guilty. It's uh, a very it's a very kind of
0: natural like fallen
1: human tendency. Yeah, and I think I think even if you have sometimes even if you have good intentions and and what and it may, and you may even be right, you still fall into the the you you get you, you become um, distracted by what, what is wrong. Mhm. And that thing that is wrong makes you wrong because you lost sight of of what is right. Sure. Does that, does that make sense? If yeah. You didn't. No, no. It, it,
0: that yeah, getting yeah, yeah, kind of getting distracted by by the means instead yeah. of, and, and and you've you perhaps you've experienced the of God presence of God through that particular medium through that particular means, right? Yeah. And so it's it's only natural to say, well, if I do this
1: action or if I go to that same place, right, right. Then, then I'm gonna experience the presence of God. And that's not to say that like this can enter into ecumenism, right? Like that's not to say that you can go to a Buddhist temple and worship. I mean, if you go to a Buddhist temple and you start worshiping Christ, right? okay, but not you can't go worship like a Buddhist and, 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 the, um, they don't even, what are I don't know. <laughs> they, uh, meditate and, 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 and do the meditation right. practices or, or whatever. Um, you, that's not, that's, that's where this whole, like, like that's kind of, it's kind of a strict kind of thing. You can't go do that. But having said that, having said that you can't go to other religions and worship the same God within, I think this is a strictly within, uh, you know, the faith that we're referring to, obviously. And because, uh, you know, people could take everything and, <laughs> well, it, I don't want to be ritualistic. I, you know, go to Mecca and, you know, go around the, you know, and, and uh, but yeah, I think that that's, that's big. So I, we need to re That's what this helps us do, this period where we're not going to church. It helps us connect with God without those rituals that we've been doing for many of us from the time we were born. Yeah. Um, and, and it helps us connect in a different way to reevaluate how we've been doing this for all of these years. Remember that just because we don't, we can't light our candle. Well, we could light a candle here in the house, but I mean, <laughs> um, we can't get it from, directly from the priest. Well, here's, or, a, here, here's or, an or example. Even, or, or even more than that, we can't, we can't take the epitaphion. Right. The, uh, I don't know, an English equivalent to that.
0: Yeah. I think um, the, the shroud, the, the, the burial shroud with the, icon. Yeah, with, the, with, the yeah. with the
1: flowers on it.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, we can't, we won't be going around the church or church parking lot um, with that this year. Right. We won't, we won't be doing it. And that's not what it's all about. It's not about doing that. Yep. And uh, that's a wonderful custom. I mean, it's a wonderful tradition. It's a traditional capital T, but it isn't God himself. Right. It isn't, it isn't, you know, it isn't who we're worshiping. I yeah. think I think you really hit a a fine point. A mm-hmm. fine point with that.
0: Well, you're a fine man for for. Oh,
1: you're a fine man. You're a fine man. Let's just yeah. go back and forth. And let's,
0: let's do it. it. Yeah. Okay. It's Just so fine. Um, no, <laughs> well, yeah. No, it's uh, it's it's a, it's it's a very subtle thing. I mean, it's no, a very, very subtle. Yeah, because it's, it's it's uh, it's you know. One, one image that comes to mind uh, that I've, I've heard about in different spiritual writings that may, might relate is like a sailboat or like a, you know, a, a ship with sails, right? Um, you know, a lot of people talk about how the rituals and the practices, the ascetic practices in the church are sort of like letting down the sails of our, of our ship, right? Yeah. Um, in the sense that, you know, when I pray, when I fast, all those things are sort of like sails that I'm letting down yeah right but but the wind is unpredictable
1: Hmm.
0: and and the wind being the holy spirit right comes and catches the sails and that allows me to move forward but just by me letting the sails down right i it doesn't mean that my my ship's gonna move it's i it's it's up to the wind right it's up to the wind hey it's up to the wind right but but conversely the wind could come, and if my sails aren't down, if they're still unfurled, right? You know, if I have, if I'm not doing my prayers, if I'm not going to church, if I'm not doing, and here's another, here's a, here's an extension of that that I think is helpful. Things like the Eucharist, the the, the mysteries of the Church that are sort of central, going to church, a um, relationship with the physical church building are like the big sails, like the main sails, right? The main sails. So when I unfurl those. It's like, and, and the wind comes, it catches it in a big way and just like pushes me forward. Okay. But that's not to say that I don't also have literal, littler sails. Smaller. Smaller sails. I don't even know the technical term for what those smaller sails are. Uh, but smaller sails that I can't unfurl. Like, for example, if, you know, there's some technical difficulty, like I'm restricted from church or something like that, and I'm not able to unfurl that big sail right? That doesn't mean that, therefore, I can't move and I can't catch the wind. So, got oars, maybe. Oars, yeah. So, so we, you know what? We got to get scrappy here. We got to get scrappy and we got to just say, like, Lord, I want that wind and I want to, your wind to move my boat forward. And I know that right now I can't unfurl that mainsail. But I'm just gonna start unfurling every little sail and getting every little oar and scrap of wood that I can to move this ship forward uh because you know I desire to to be with you you know and and it's that desire, I think, no matter the circumstances, that desire that that, that is cultivated within us, especially when we've been confined and we've been like like shut out, you could say of of our ability to have that big wind right now we have to focus on catching the really gentle and subtle wind that is powerful in its own right, Mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, yeah, that's what this posca has to be about is, is catching the the gentle wind, you know? Yeah. Unfilling the small sails and catching the gentle wind.
1: And, and I mean, you know, of course, as, as, uh, father father Athanasius says uh you know and I always like that he talks like this but uh he you know he was saying that um it's not good for us to talk about not good not that it's not good but but because we don't because we're not like the saints it is always kind of not in vain but it's almost like you know I'm talking about them but I'm not like them so it's like Right. He, he, you know, unworthy, I guess, is what what he was getting at. But like, as unworthy as I am to mention them, the Desert Fathers, you know, they would go long periods of time without even communion. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not expecting anybody to have this experience, but angels would come and bring them communion. Um, so you can be in, in, in isolation, whether you're in the middle of a big desert or, or in your house and, and still have a divine experience. You don't have to. Yeah have there, the big ma- the big mast right the mast down you know on your galley which is a church yep the um, crumb
0: we're, we're, we're looking for crumbs right now
1: right and those crumbs can create uh you know can can do miracles so oh I, that, I mean
0: one yeah. yeah exactly one tiny crumb is all that you need it's like the woman the the woman with the, the syrophoenician woman who had the woman the daughter uh-huh. with uh who was who was possessed and asked to be yeah healed and christ said that you know that it, yeah. that she, because she wasn't jewish she wasn't going to be able to right and even the dogs lord right can, yeah right eat the crumbs
1: from the master's yeah, table I was, I was listening to that and we could talk about that another time yeah but um yeah and, and and you know there's something to be said of course about the sorrow that people are feeling that they can't go to church i think that that's a wonder i mean it's it's refreshing actually you know because whenever i'm in church and i'm just like yeah there's nobody here it's like right. 1, you know there's like 1500 people there's nobody there's got like a million people in the city there's 10 of us you know compared to that there's like 10 and then when i see how upset people are not not because they're mad necessarily at the government or the bishop but just simply they feel pain that they can't be in church sure that sure. by itself is 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 refreshing you know <laughs> I don't Well, I don't I'm glad you feel refreshed
0: by, by other people's pain struggles. <laughs> I just I it's it's refreshing it, it it's in, in many we'll ways people, it's in, encouraging to us to 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 know that we're not alone in our desire to
1: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that, that is actually people want to be in church like wow, right. I didn't, you know, I don't think I've ever heard that before.
0: <laughs> nice to hear you say that.
1: <laughs> Let's hear people talk about that, you know.
0: Right no i i i yeah especially for people that are involved in any kind of ministry and things like that it's it's encouraging oh yeah yeah it's it's definitely encouraging. and there
1: was um i saw a post online and it was lazarus Saturday. and uh, this person in Larnaca where saint lazarus's uh, uh, relics are and his and where he lived um this doctor who's there that that is a friend of the family he he went out of his house for for something to go shopping in the morning. And this little old lady was at the at the church, and she couldn't go in, and she had driven there from another town, and I don't think she really realized that, <laughs> that it would really actually be closed. <laughs> and she said, and he said that she was crying and they, you know, kind of had tears in her eyes, and they, you know, only talked to her and, uh, but, you know, and I, I've I've never heard people talk like this before about church, and it, it, it's. That, that's another kind of perspective, I guess. One. Yeah,
0: it makes well, us also
1: uh, uh, be grateful for what we. Have. That's
0: that's exactly it. Yeah, and and, and um, there's this book
1: uh,
0: that I I read about moments, and uh, and at the end of it, it talks about the importance of moments when you're like when you've experienced some bigger trauma or loss or grief. Yeah, you know, so like, you know, people who. Talk about who, who have lost a loved one or something like that, and experience this, this, this real sadness, also experience a heightened awareness of the beauty of smaller moments. You know yeah. um, And I think you know, in many ways, that's what this sadness not automatically engenders in us, but can engender in us is a, an, an appreciation for everything that we've been given. And also a deeper awareness of the small, the small yeah. gifts, the small, the small Eucharistic moments, the small um, moments of presence and of joy yeah. that we've been given, and not to always expect that big wind mm-hmm. to come and fill that huge sail, right? But, yeah,
1: yeah. And also, and also, it's good for our uh, societal ego hmm Um, we've had it good. Speak for and yourself, now, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> we've had it. We've had it good. I mean, we can yeah. go. We can leave our house. and We can go anywhere we want, and nobody will say anything to us. Right. We used to have that. Yep. And freedom, now
0: freedom, freedom out the wazoo. Yeah,
1: we've had freedom. You know. Right. And now we don't have as much freedom. And I think that's also another thing that if we take it with humility. Speak for myself and uh humility and patience and an understanding and prayer i think that this could be literally one of the best things that happened to many people yeah you're right you're absolutely right and hope hope that uh, oh hope
0: this is huge right because it you know i mean it it can feel like a dark time it can feel like this is never never gonna end right um you know but uh as one wise one wise um, writer of, from, from Greece says, "God, we, we worship a God of surprises. Right. You know, and, and being, you know, being able to to have the humility to say, you know, maybe maybe my certainties, my negative certainties aren't as certain as I, as I thought. And maybe God, maybe, just maybe, I'm not saying he will. I'm not, you, yeah. know, you know, I'm not saying he will, but maybe... Just, just, there's a little possibility. What if he surprised you? <laughs> he I, might do that.
1: I mean, you this, know, he did. He did surprise us when he did, the, when the resurrection happened, bringing it back to that.
0: Amen. Man, those what disciples was, were who? Were pretty hopeless.
1: It was so, yeah.
0: <laughs> right? They yeah, felt yeah. pretty hopeless, right? Their, yeah. their Messiah, their King, their... Their teacher, their savior the one they put all they devoted their entire lives to they I mean, left them, everything one of them betrayed him, one of them actually betrayed them, yeah
1: but before he became hopeless before right died, granted but <laughs> but yeah, I mean, even after I mean they they all hid, ran away, scurried off, Peter denied him i mean and
0: yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, I mean you know, you can only imagine how crushed how crushing that would have felt to see the their hope being executed
1: in in the way it was executed i mean right anyway you know that you could have just beheaded him a quick execution but right mocking shame <laughs> right right you know just king, the vulnerability king of the jews on the top
0: right king of the jews and seeing him not doing anything about it oh, you know, yeah. and almost probably having doubts about like is he even capable of doing anything about it you know it's like right. you know and even though there were experiences prior to that, the transfiguration, uh-huh. the healings, the miracles, all those things at that moment, I mean, that must've been just, that's all you could think about. Just the agonizing, devastating tragedy of this, this unexpected sort of end to this whole saga that you were a
1: part of this whole minute, this whole journey that you were. A part yeah. Of. And exactly. And, what they couldn't fathom, what would come next, you know? No. It's
0: easy for us to do that, right? Oh, because I was just like,
1: thinking that, yeah, it's just thinking that easy for us, easy for we've us. Heard, we've heard it so many times, yeah. But I think even we don't quite fathom it, we yeah. intellectually do, but I mean, do we
0: really? No, we don't, no, no, we don't. because we uh, know, we know, we know how the story ends, right? right. So, there, there's a level of predictability on a cosmic scale for us. But individually, yeah, individually, especially when it comes to things like this—the coronavirus, the devastation that we see in the world around us, um, the seeming hopelessness of a certain situation—we have our, our, our opportunities for that on a daily level, right? On a, it could be a big thing in our lives; it could be a little thing in our lives. But that—that that negative certainty, that sense of "I'm never going to get past this." um you know the situation is never going to get better um it's going to go on forever all of these automatic negative thoughts that just kind of bombard us right yeah you know oh, yeah. are are uh are sort of a, a reenactment of mm-hmm. the, the 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 life of christ you know and the, That's the a great way of putting it yeah and those disciples and all the thoughts and all the different things you know they they it's all in us in a certain sense and you know. do we know what the virgin mary uh thought well she was watching that, she was watching her, yeah, her son be crucified with john i mean um we, we heard we heard about though, the, we? the 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 prophecy when elder Simeon gave jesus and uh and prophetess Anna was there and and talked about how a sword will pierce your hearts uh you know because of the the yeah, pain. You know, awful pain of the maternal pain, so i mean, you know, we can only imagine what it would have been like you know we don't have any written
1: thoughts though
0: i don't i don't remember if there's anything more Apocrypha extensive maybe yeah i don't i mean there's definitely in the hymnography there's definitely yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah
1: beautiful kind of you know and there's great uh also poetry folk poetry too which uh, uh-huh okay yeah but i don't think it's not really written like what she i nobody, don't
0: i don't recall nobody, any particular passage nobody interviewed her
1: <laughs> right yeah or if they did it's gone we don't yeah. know. Silence. Silence. Right, silence. Yeah, so yeah, but when he reappeared, and then and it was so shot. I mean, there's many ways to interpret his the amaus amaeus. Uh, yes. mm-hmm. uh there's many ways to interpret it. Yes, Charlie, sure,
0: that's how we say it in English. <laughs> <laughs> Look, or 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 if if you're really American, it's uh
1: it's amaeus 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 Emma-
0: yeah. a road the road to amaeus yes
1: <laughs> to each their own. Um, <laughs> to each their own language um that's right but yeah like even that surprise right like they couldn't even see him it was so surprising right like they couldn't even and then and then when he was gone they're like
0: <laughs> yep we felt yeah. we felt the burning in our heart Yep, and it was in the eucharist there's a lot there yeah
1: but there's a um, lot to pour over i think we should we should call it I wanted this one to be kind of short so we can post it in time. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm going to do very limited editing. Good. And uh, any last thoughts? No, just, I just
0: wish, you know, everybody, everybody who's tuning in, you know, a blessed Pascha um, and Easter season. Um, I pray because, you know, the, I think that's the most we can do. I pray that we all experience uh, the surprising and unexpected joy um, of the Lord's resurrection. And um, also understand that through our own thanksgiving, through our own offering, Eucharistic offering of our lives, of the moments of our lives, of the small things in our lives, up to God in gratitude, through our cultivation of that gratitude and our kind of decultivation of grumbling and murmuring and complaining, Um, we experience, uh, as my spiritual father says, we experience a small, um, thumbnail image of Pascha, Mm. right? Like gratitude is like a thumbnail image of Pascha. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just love that, uh, that image. So that's my prayer for us all. Um, you know, we can't force it. We Uh, can't build up expectations and scenarios and things like that. And that's sometimes the most difficult thing. Uh but just you know keep doing what we're doing, keep plugging along, you know, do what's in front of us. Uh try to try to focus on the simple things and that's all we could do. Uh
1: I don't know when this is gonna well, it's probably gonna go up as soon as possible. Uh but everybody pray for me to uh control the uh live stream and that it doesn't go out. And, and it's been uh, it's been a
0: big service. I know a lot of people have really appreciated it. Yeah, that.
1: I've I've yeah. And that the chat that that we can you know deal with that <laughs> chat's good. It's just it's the know. wild west. It can be, yeah. There are times. Uh, so, but uh, pray for us. Pray for me and Father Michael. And uh, we will see you soon. And we might even consider doing this video thing more often.
0: Yeah, I'd like to get.
1: We- I'd like to get a proper microphone. Yeah. And that way we can somehow record this yes. without having to use our phones.
0: Yes. Well, as long as people aren't too offended by our visages. You
1: know, that's a good point. We
0: might have to make a poll. Yeah, we should, we should poll people to see if, if, if our countenances were um, so offensive to them that they... Offensive. They end- <laughs> yeah. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> they, ended up, they ended up getting sick and had to stop watching it. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. It's worth, it's worth a poll.
1: But if, I think, if, yeah, I think with your, I think you know, with your... send, us, send us your messages if you had. Yeah. There was some sort of delay and I got. That's okay. Yeah. Send us a message if you got violently ill after that. <laughs> but I think, I think with Stradi's radiantly
0: handsome um, beard and face. This beard's is uh, going to get trimmed right after. We're going to, we're going to be one over and it, it'll be, it'll, it'll be fine. I'm going to trim this thing a holy Saturday. So. <laughs> a holy Saturday trimming. Trim. <laughs> There's a tradition for you. All right, folks. All right. Well, thank talk you, to you very much.
1: Bye bye. Take care.